Well, there are more and continued concerns today over COVID, over China, over tapering. Investors are generally worried, it seems. Commodities taking the biggest hit and commodity currencies. The Aussie dollar has taken a bit of a battering this morning. And those employment numbers from Australia yesterday, good, but only on the surface. And next time will certainly be very different and quite possibly the time after that. It depends how long the lockdowns last for, doesn't it? It's Friday, the 20th of August, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Uh, The US dollar has got a leg up. It's gained half a percent on the DXY. Another bad day for the Aussie, though, losing 1.1% down to 71.5 US cents. The pound and the Kiwi dollar both down 0.8%. The euro losing 0.3%. US stocks are down again for the third day, but not by much today. The most is a half percent fall in the Dow, but it's a different story in Europe with the Euro stocks 50 and the FTSE 100 both down more than 1.5% this morning. Ten-year Treasury yields are a little lighter, too, losing two basis points down to one. 0.24%, and oil is getting worse. Well, worse for oil producers anyway. Uh, If you're buying the stuff, it's it's, it's marvellous days. Uh, It's at its lowest level since May, with Brent down 2.6%, below 66.50 now. WTI down 2.7%, below 63.70. David DeGaris is here again from NAB in London. Um, Dave, the other sign of what's going on at the moment is the VIX index. The volatility index is up to 23.8, this time last week. It was below 15.5. That has that, that just shows what a big shift in mood with the, there's been this last week. I definitely feel I, I doubt the day has, day has gone by in the past week where, you know, you haven't spoken about nerves in the market, um, you know, and we tend to focus on equities a lot. I think today, you know, as you said there, the Dow was down, uh, S&P was down further. But when I look at the screen right now, it's... Um, it's about square, but I think the big stories today have been really in the um, commodity currencies and the commodity product commodity prices today. You mentioned oil there. Um, so, you know, and I look back so far this month, Brent's off something like 12.8%. Copper is off 8.6%. Iron ore down and eye glazing 24%. Admittedly, from those scary highs, I guess you might say, when it's well over $200 a tonne. But nevertheless, it's, it's, off, it's off in large points. So uh, I think that, you know, we, we can attribute, ver- the, you know, these moves to various things. And I know quite a lot of commentary in the past 24 hours has probably attributed some of that to the tapering discussion in the FOMC minutes, although I'm not absolutely convinced by the uh, attribution there, Phil. I think... You know, the market was expecting that it would, would come. It's just a matter of when and probably splitting hairs in terms of a few months difference between those that would like to do it now and finish quickly like James Bullard and those who might be saying, well, maybe we should start it early next year and perhaps spread it out a little bit more. Well, is it the joint concern about central banks pushing ahead with, with tapering and starting to talk about rate rises while everyone on the other side is going, well, hang on a second, COVID cases are rising. It doesn't seem like this thing is going away in a hurry. So it's the combination of the two, isn't it? Uh, it poss- possibly. And uh, I, I think the other point to it is that when I look back, you know, two or three weeks um, you know, we had um, the Chinese um, PMIs for July that, that disappointed expectations. Now, we know that China is so important in the world's, you know, goods sector at, at the centre of that. So I think, you know, it, it, part of this narrative now is the Chinese economy has slowed through the middle of this year and into the first quarter, you know, sorry, into the third quarter of this year. 
You know, we had comments from Rio earlier saying that they thought the industrial development in China was uh, was unsustainable. Um, we've had China, you know, their, their policy towards uh, COVID and infection is, is still a zero tolerance policy. You know, one of those, the, what was it, the third largest container port in the world, mm. uh, at least one of the terminals there shut down. So, so you think it's not just this supply chain issue uh, which has been caused by things like that? You think there was an expectation that was set too high in the first place for growth in China? Is that what you're saying? Well, whether the expectation is, is too high, but there certainly have been growth reductions, haven't there? No less than NAB reducing its forecast for growth this year from, what, 95 to 8.7%. So... Um, uh, and no doubt, if this gathers more force, then the Chinese will take steps to you know, rebalance their economy. Uh, it seems like yesterday that China was saying, well, we need to restrict steel production this year to no, no more than last year after what was a stellar first half. Now, I think they've, they've stepped back a little bit from that uh, growth slowdown ambition. But I think that the Chinese growth story is something we have to watch from here. And uh, certainly for me, that's probably been the big factor in the past, you know, few days, probably the last week or two, Phil. Yeah. All right. Well, the other one is the concern about the uh, about the vaccine. And the, there was a report out of the University of Oxford in the UK today showing that two doses of Pfizer or AstraZeneca uh, gave you the same protection as someone who's caught the virus. And so hence you've got temporary natural immunity at the same mm-hmm. level as, as if you get it. Probably preferable to get the jab rather than actually getting the disease, isn't it? But it dissipates well, quickly. So. <laughs> from what I've heard. But it dissipates quickly. So uh, the, um, the it basically falls from, in the case of the Pfizer vaccine, it gives you 92% protection against high viral load infections at the onset just after you've had the two jabs. But then, mm. after ninety days, that falls to seventy-eight percent, and uh, right. falls even more uh, with the uh, with the AstraZeneca to a, to a lower level, or the starts at a lower level as well. Uh, so, to try and get those infection numbers down, this is why they're talking about. We're hearing quite a lot about it now, uh, and Joe Biden said he's going to have one, having this third jab, this this booster vaccine. Our arms yes. are going to be full of holes by the end of all of this, aren't they? Yes, yes, indeed. You know, it's uh, it's a little bit more, isn't it, on that uh, CDC study in the in the US? Yeah. You know, the booster shots up, and they were suggesting after eight months. Now, the, you know, as you said, the Oxford study is suggesting perhaps Three before then. But <laughs> yes, but but over ninety to what was it, seventy nine? The other figure. I yeah. mean, it, it it is a it is a reduction, but seventy nine is still quite a high degree of protection, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's better than the flu vaccine, for example. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but I mean, all of these stories, of course, we're hearing a lot of them, and I guess that's not helping the market. It's also, you know, those people who are not predisposed to getting a vaccine. It's an excuse for them not to bother as well. So maybe we shouldn't uh, be pushing this news yes. out. It, you know, it, it, it's the glass. Yeah, you know, half full or empty or three quarters full. That's You've always been so. a half full guy, haven't you, Dave? That's the thing. <laughs> I so, have. <laughs> but I mean, so on, on that, I mean, could the market right now be overreacting then? As you say, some of it, it some of it is China, but a lot of it, I think, is COVID. Uh, I mean, is this a time for bargain hunting? I mean, the Aussie dollar, for example, and, you know, and um, other currencies, well, commodity yeah. currencies in particular, uh, are, they, are they being un- treated unfairly as a result of all of this? Well, it's it's been in, in in delays, hasn't it? You know, when you've got the COVID issue, which has been happening, unfolding in the US, and um, so there's been a sort of a general risk aversion element to it, not mm. just sort of the growth 
slowdown fell. You know, you spoke about the VIX VIX index. So yeah, that's certainly been part of it. But you know, when you've got commodities moving as quickly as they have, and you see it across the commodity currency complex, Aussie. Kiwi, despite the fact that the RBNZ was on the cusp of increasing rates and would still like to increase rates. And even today, Phil, one of the worst performers on the day was the Norwegian Krona. On the day when the Norges Bank, the central bank, yes. said they're still on track for uh, hiking rates next month. But the market really just, you know, the Krona kept uh, falling, you know, through that, through that decision as if it was a, a non-event. And so the market is now focusing on this sort of the growth story. Now, it will come back to yields at some point, but uh, it just leads me to believe that, you know, China is an important part of the story. I'm not saying it's everything. Of course, it's a work in progress, but um, just got to keep an eye on things there. And yeah, well, we've got that concern about China. We've got concerns about COVID. I mean, there's increasing talk that the Fed is going to push ahead and announce that its taping decision may be even next week at Jackson Hole. Uh, We uh, Obviously, they're keeping an eye on jobs. The jobless claims yesterday, they continue to to fall slowly, uh, which is good, down to 340. 48,000 new claims last week, which was down from 377 the week before. So it's a slow move, but it's heading in the direct, right direction. Uh, but then on the other side, you know, production. We had the, the Philly Fed Manufacturing Index down from 21.9. It was expected to rise, but actually it's it's down to 19.4. So jobs are slowly coming back, but the economy doesn't seem to be at any great rate, does it? So, uh, yeah, I, I wonder what that means for, for the tapering decision. Well, I think the um, Powell hasn't signalled that they're about to announce um, tapering. I think, mm. you know, what, the, the, the calibration that Lael Brainard set out, what was it, a month ago, on what she was looking for suggests to me that after the pay, last payrolls report, there's still one, probably two payrolls reports away from uh, pushing the button there. And as you say, the Delta variant is still quite a concern in the US. Uh, Jobs are beginning to return, but they would probably like to see what happens after September, you know, when the schools go back. Is there an increase in participation? So I think the Fed's still got a bit of time here. They they don't need to rush in this fill. And um, as we've spoken before, once they do announce tapering, the market will start to, um, rightly or wrongly, focus more on when a rate's going to go up. Now, I think, you know, that that's a different test, but nevertheless, that's the way the market operates, yeah, doesn't it? it's the next thing on the on the line, to go down the line, isn't it? So, look, locally, uh, in New South Wales yesterday, 674 new cases. Uh, this lockdown's going to go on for a while, isn't it? Victoria looks like it could be in a lockdown for the long haul as well now. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> we can look forward to states fighting it out over the, the best approach with border closures yes. and the like. We've already seen that going on. But you wouldn't yes. know anything about lockdowns looking at yesterday's job numbers. Numbers. I mean, they were expected to fall, but they didn't. And the unemployment rate fell from 4.9% down to 4.6%. Mm. That doesn't look like a uh, a country which is heading into lockdown. I think most of that uh, unemployment fall is explained by the drop in the participation rate. Yeah. And the fact that um, you know, hours work were down mm. and uh, the underemployment rate fell was, what, four-tenths of a percent up, back up to 8.3%. So that's really the short hours. And, of course... This survey was taken right at the start of the New South Wales lockdown. So we're going to have, what, another two reports at least, uh, uh, probably showing a a bit deeper hole as far as ours work to concern. But as you said, uh, there's still a lot of argy-bargy going on between 
uh, the state premiers and um, New South Wales and, you know, the 70 to 80% thresholds and what that means. So, um, yeah, yes, the way forward play for still. It's as clear as mud, isn't it, the uh, the way forward <laughs> for Australia at the moment. Look, uh, UK retail sales, uh, they're normally a little bit interesting, but this time I think they, they, they might be more interesting because, you know, it is that Petri dish learning to live with the virus. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting yes. to see, you know, uh, we, we saw a 9.7% rise in June, but was that all latent demand as the shops reopened or will it kick on as people sort of try and get back to normal? There's an element of that, isn't it? And uh, as uh, the UK came out of uh, lockdowns, Phil, and people, you know, the summer arrived, people going on holidays. So mm. does that mean they're spending less in shops or less online and more on uh, holidays and the like? So there's probably a share of wallet thing going on there, but the market's quite looking for almost unchanged in the month. So yeah. um, after a good rise the month before, so exactly. So yeah. so let's see how these these numbers roll. Uh, will it be a super sensitive number? I I don't think so. I, I just think that um, the the Bank of England's prepared to give this time to play out, as we've said before, um, at least until after September, probably until the first part of next year, to get some sort of line of sight on this film. Right. Well, look, the main numbers today, obviously, it's going to be the press conference in New South Wales, Victoria, and New Zealand too. They've got uh, 22 cases there, small numbers, but it's it's not stopping. So the lockdown is is continuing. So they're going to be the key things to watch. Uh, look, it's been great having you on twice this week, uh, Dave. Uh, we're only going to have you on once, but look, you know, not that we're not enjoying your company, but you know, you've got to have some time off too. We'll see you next week. Will do, Phil. Cheers. Ray Atrial on Monday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. See you then.